Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here of the Welta Espana 2023. And today was another mountain stage, stage eight. And as always, I'm joined with Patrick Blake of Audi Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling Podcast. And I mean, Patrick, what happened on the stage today? It was a pretty chaotic start with a small breakaway going which eventually hit the first categorized climb so they were then joined by quite a few other riders to make a grand total of a 30-man breakaway which is pretty big to be honest with you and a little side note from that thomas de Gent pinged off the front from there which was a nice kind of rolling back of the clocks for kind of the old school cycling fans and then those riders all mopped up the kom points throughout the day and also the intermediate sprint. But the main feast for today was going to be this last climb, which was 3.5 kilometers at an average gradient of somewhere around 11%, I believe it was. The steepest gradients being in the middle of that. 22% was the maximum gradient of the climb. So we were all set for a very interesting climb, and we saw we, we quickly saw Yuma Visma take pace of the climb with with Tratnik, with Volta, and it all looks set to be this like proper rampass in humanas battle. Sepkus went off the front, which seemed to be like a satellite rider move. So that was a very interesting move, which uh I thought maybe Roglic or Vingard might bridge across to. But in a group of eight of which contained three Yumbavisma riders and also three UAE Team Emirates riders, Remco Avenapool took control of the group and set pace and slowly but surely brought back Sepkus. And I think the pace must have been quite hard because nobody attacked over the top of Avenapool and slowly but surely Sepkus did get brought back and we went over the top of the climb and it was like, okay, well, this is going to be a sprint to the line now. And we've all seen how fast Avenapool is in a sprint. Diving down this very quick and very steep descent, which took us to about a kilometre to go. Avonapool led all the way down there with Jumbo Visma of Primoz Roglic and Jonas Vingegaard quickly on his heels. It all sort of came back together a little bit into the final kilometre. Almeida came back, Soler came back, Kuss came back, and Amas as well, who's perhaps sometimes not known as being the best descender. And coming into this left-hand bend, Remco Avonapool just sent it out of that corner probably about 300 meters to go but it is ever so slightly uphill and we had Primoz Roglic in his wheel and it all looked pretty set that Remco Avenepoel was going to be the one who was going to win the stage but Roglic came round him with about 150 meters to go and Primoz Roglic beat Avenepoel in the sprint to take the stage Primoz Roglic won the stage ahead of Remco Avenepoel and Juana Yuzo. Then there was a two-second gap to Enrique Mass in fourth, Jonas Vingegaard in fifth, then Almeida, Sepkus, Marc Soler, Wapul's in ninth place, and Alexander Vlasov in tenth place. Lenny Martinez finished in 13th position right alongside Aita Brooks. They were a minute and ten down. So as a consequence of that, the red jersey has changed and it is now in the hands of Sepkus with Mark Slayer in second position. But Lenny Martinez remains in third place in GC. So it was a bit of a stalemate, wasn't it, Scott, overall? Yeah, I think the the huge gradients as well kind of nullified anything like you said it's quite hard to do any attacks on that kind of gradient and Remco Venepoel what a superstar he was to just nullify the the advantage that the other teams has that was that was a very mature move I think by him 
and maybe he just was fed up seeing Sepp Kuss and he was like well if Jonas is going to come that's going to be annoying so I'm just going to go to the front and yeah supreme uh riding there by him Matteo Catano did quite a good ride as well uh early on that climb but yeah I mean Patrick Primoz Roglic winning the stage he's not exactly not uh what should I say not familiar at winning stages in the Vuelta Espana he it's something he's done quite a lot but yeah he's going to take a lot of confidence out of this and is this us seeing potentially Yombo heading towards the Roglic camp instead of Bingo I think you could be right actually I've contemplated that as the stage was what as the climb was going on they seem to I don't know, perhaps be favouring Primoz just a little bit. Perhaps they want him to get the victory because it also gets the accolade of, you know, the, the Vuelta kind of GC victory record and stuff like that. So it's like an extra little badge of honour. It does kind of seem like Jumbo Visma are quite wanting to make this almost the most perfect season of Grand Tour racing there has ever been. And Primoz winning does make that ever an ever so slightly more like prestigious victory than if Jonas were to win saying that I think they would you know they'd be all right with either of them probably winning I think that both of them are looking strong at the moment I I can't really read too much into how they were reacting today I think they both looked fine on the climb I don't think that either of them looked respectively weaker I think they were just sitting in the wheel of of Avonapool so it's kind of hard to draw any conclusions I think that we're going to need to we're going to need a tourmalade to see, really, to try and separate people out. But I feel like maybe they are trying to move towards Roglic. But there's also a TT, which can help decide that as well. But, you know, Roglic is well-renowned for having just a better sprint than Vingegaard. I mean, we were talking about bonus seconds the last couple of days. Primoz Roglic goes and takes 10 today. I mean, Avonpool does also take 6. So, you know, all those intermediate sprints on the flat all seem a little bit kind of silly and nullified after today's stage but we'll wait and see what Jumbo Visma are doing they're definitely trying to keep two riders in there maybe they're trying to match what UAE did at the tour getting two riders on the podium there maybe they would quite like to do that to sort of nullify the achievement of UAE to kind of overwhelm overwhelm their grand tour success this year but yeah I'm honestly I'm dead impressed by Jumbo they're so dominant Sepkus is just unbelievable considering he's doing his third grand tour of the season no way I'd, I'd expect anybody to be this competitive in in the third grand tour of the season so outstanding from Jumbo so far and I mean yeah like you said him being such a trooper in the two other grand tours and now he, he's leading his first ever grand tour yeah flex almost by Jumbo Visma one thing that you said to me yesterday which has kind of lingered in my mind which is quite depressing if Jumbo Visma finished one two or on the podium and Ayuso third that means out of the nine podium places available in the Grand Tours this year and I'm this is all your credit not mine yeah UAE and Yombo will have taken eight of them and I think that I mean cycling is up and down like we have one team dominating then another team so but I just think that's quite mm. sad but nevertheless that aside that was just a s- small point that we didn't talk about yesterday Lenny Martinez what heartbreaking we we're both in the Lenny Martinez camp we would have loved to have seen him take the red jersey all the way to Madrid if that was possible but he's only 20 as well. But uh, yeah, really really battling with his heart out here. And he can take a lot from this, don't you think? He's still third, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he he is absolutely, you know, still a 
he's still a champion of of this race this edition of the world tour already because of what he's done at such a young age you know he is you know he's already been you know breaking records himself this this world tour so i think that he can definitely go away with his head held high you know yes he did crack today but you know he only lost a minute and 10 it's it's not that bad i would I think maybe he prefers the longer climbs because this is def- this is definitely quite a there's quite a lot of punch to it did did this and I do feel that you know a lot of the guys who were better at the longer climbs were perhaps struggling a little bit you know even like Ita Brooks you know he was looking really good the other days but he was with Martinez today so don't know maybe it's just the the length of the effort which I didn't like but yeah Martinez I hope I've, I don't think we've seen the last of him I think that he could still finish inside the top ten. Of course, that TT won't be very advantageous to him, but, you know, he's been great so far. And I think that there's more from him and also Group Armour FDJ as a whole throughout this race because Storo was looking really good as well today. He was the domestique with him, kind of egging him on. So a, a lot maybe to come from Storo and especially with Martin is out of GC, uh, well, the lead of GC, maybe, maybe more Group Armour go into the break. So looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. What do you make of UAE now? I mean, Ayuso, Mark Soler, Almeida. Almeida crashed apparently early in the stage. Is it all just hands on deck for Juan Ayuso now? I believed that at the start, but I just don't know now. Because, like you say, there's three of them there. Soler is a, a real maverick. He's higher up in GC as well. <laughs> He's second. Yeah. Soler is second in GC. He's never really been like a, a, a Grand Tour gc contender despite the fact that he has won the tour de l'avenir in the past i, I feel like soler's never quite hit the, the heights of his potential but he's looking extraordinary in this vuelta you know and i don't know how they play it do they because they've got now three guys in the gc game but ue have you know in the past perhaps haven't worked the best together with kind of team cohesion you know, I definitely have Almeida and Ayuso have definitely not gelled perfectly. Think back to like Catalonia last year. So I don't really know what to expect from them. I've, I always feel like it's I've it's kind of like Almeida and Ayuso and then Soler's just kind of like the breakaway guy, but he can't do that now because he's up too far up in GC. So I honestly feel like it's just sort of an every man for himself scenario. But I do feel like at, at the end of the day, it will be a user who comes out as the head UE team Emirates rider, just based upon him being the best climber. But I think that, yeah, it's just going to be a bit of a an individual game within UAE. So I don't know how that's going to end up going, but somebody's eventually going to have to yield and help another one of them, I think. But I think that Soler is in such a good vein of form that he probably won't be will- wanting to give up his his fantastic place in GC so quickly. I mean, one team that we're both fans of, let's be honest, in your screen, it is, um, yeah, n- not a great day yesterday losing Aaron's men. But like in terms of, yeah, we spoke about that Garen Thomas needs to get in breaks or something like that. I, today, it was just another disaster for them as well. So they really need to do something here to salvage what is, has been a terrible welter for them. Let's be honest. They're the third biggest team and uh, they want to be on the podium. They want to be top five, top 10, win stages. And yeah, I don't even know if they're going to do that here. Yeah, I'm I'm not too sure about it either. You see G and he's like both of his knees are bandaged up. It seems like he's been in three or four crashes already. I think he was involved in two yesterday. 
alone. I think he was caught up in that Arendsman one. And I think he lost time in GC because it was outside of a three kilometer rule as well. So it's really not that great for any Oscar Grenadiers. I even, it was noticeable into the run for the final climb that the Indianapolis Grenadiers were not present at the front of the peloton. They're usually this very steadfast figure at the front of the peloton, aren't they? they but I guess with the loss of De Plus and Arendsman, they didn't have the mountain support with G. So they were just, he was literally just isolated at the back of the group, which is very. 23rd. 23rd, 23rd in GC, eight minutes and 43 seconds yeah. down. I, ideal for a, a breakaway, but not ideal yeah. for a GC. I mean, think about what, when was it? Was it Carapaz maybe two years ago who won the KOM classification and a couple of stages? I'm, I'm thinking I think maybe. it was last year. Three was stages. Year? And, yeah, I think it was last year. I, I, get, I get muddled up. There's been a lot of cycling on. But something like that is not out of the cards. It's not really been something we've ever seen Garrett Thomas do, though, is it? We've never seen him as a stage hunting guy. So it would I oh, would true. be... In, intrigued to see how that goes if it does go like that at all because let's face it like you say slogging it out and getting dropped and then trying to fight for top 20 top 15 in GC it's below what Ineos Grenadiers should be doing you know they need to at least be trying to win stages they've had a very successful Giro and Tour where you know although they didn't win a stage in the Giro they did good in GC so this welter you know they're going to have to try to get something from this and it's not going to come from GC they've lost two important mountain domestiques so, stage I hunting. Don't see Ghana. I don't see Ghana winning the time trial. I think he has a better chance of winning yeah, a sprint, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, there's more sprints on offer. But yeah, I'd see what you mean. Avonapool's looking pretty good. I would probably say that Avonapool would be the favourite for the TT. But yeah, Garen Thomas, I'm not really sure what to, what to expect now. But I hope he doesn't leave the race. That would be a real shame. So hopefully he keeps on, he keeps on fighting and, and gets something out of this race. Him winning up the Anglora would be a oh. PR super move for them. Literally. But anyways, that's it for this recap race analysis of stage eight. Make sure to join us tomorrow for stage nine. And of course, we're going to start doing streaming as well on Tuesday for stage 10. So make sure to join us for that over on the Cycling Day main channel. But make but as always, if you haven't hit the like button, please do so. Let's try and get to 100. Subscribe to the channel and we will see you tomorrow.